Every team, every topic, everywhere. This is Believe. All right, welcome back to the Run Dot Down post game show here on the Strickland YouTube channel. If you're listening to this the day after, Strickland Podcast Network. Knicks lose to no surprise to the Brooklyn Nets, one twenty two, one fifteen. Um, Joel Embiid once said, it is not a rivalry. They always kick our ass. That can be one way to describe this rivals week matchup between the Knicks and the Nets. I literally cannot remember the last time we beat the Nets. And December 2019. And wow, it's been four, almost four years. Um, yeah. Um, I mean, we came out, the Knicks came out with zero urgency, I would say. Um, awful first half. They start to pick things up in the third quarter at the end, especially um, thanks to RJ Barrett and um, Hartenstein, surprisingly, um, which we'll get into. But yeah, I mean, the next day they made, they made a valiant effort to come back. It was a fake much- comeback of the highest proportions. Just, you know, classic, classic Knicks things of fake comebacks. But, you know, there, there's a lot to discuss. I, 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 I was thinking to myself as this game was going on, I was like, what am I going to talk about in post game? And lo and behold, the Knicks provided plenty of things to talk about in the fourth quarter. Um, but yeah, I mean, we never beat the, the, the Nets, So like, I didn't even expect to win this game. Like, even when the comeback was happening, I was like, yeah, this is going to be one of those games where we fall short nastily. Um, but yeah, I mean, this is a classic Knicks versus Nets game. It follows the same script every time, you know, it's, it's one of their guys going off. We, we, we fall behind, we make a comeback, we lose towards the end of the game. Um, but yeah, I mean, for us, who led the way for us, it was Jalen Brunson with um, 26 points. Um, he was followed by R.J. Barrett, who had 24 points. Um, a lot of those points coming in that third quarter where he showed a display of, um, I would like to say, patience and poise in the post taking advantage of mismatch opportunities, um, which is something that we don't see from him often. Um, not just the post-ups, but like the poise in the post-ups. Um, but yeah, he was very patient in trying to get his um, his buckets um, in the paint. I really wish that he would have at least taken probably a little bit more threes, just because I felt like at a certain point in the game, we were trading twos for threes, and I really don't like that style. Yep. Um, but and, like, it, it was working for him, but yeah. And like Doris Burke's like, oh, you know, they're beating the Knicks, they're beating the Nets in poise for paint. And I'm like, that's a bad thing. That's a bad thing. Like, they cannot keep trying to get away with turning twos for threes because you're just not going to win on that variance. And if you're not blocking the three, then at that point you have to you have to go for it. Uh, yeah, I'm just like, it's just frustrating seeing how like how little this team wants to pull. Speaking of pulling, like Quentin Grimes, man, I I think I think. A lot of the conversation needs to start with like Quentin Grimes and three-point variance because Quentin Grimes is supposed to be the shooter of the group. Quentin Grimes is, I think a lot of us would say, the best shooter on the in the starting lineup. I know Julius is going off. I know Brunson is shooting 40% from three. Quentin Grimes, I think a lot of us would believe is the best shooter on the team. 
he needs to shoot more threes. Uh, there were multiple times in the first half where he just did not want to take shots. And when he did want to take shots, he turned it into attempts at the rim that weren't even attempts at the rim. They just kind of went to, uh, like, they tried to, their double passes to Jericho Sims, or it was a chance to, like, take a really bad shot. Like, he tried to go for a dunk. He missed it. Um, he needs to shoot more threes, man. Like, he needs to shoot more threes. I don't care if they go in. I don't care if they come out. Like, they they need to start launching. Like, when Julius is throwing you the ball of the DHO, you need to take that shot. Like, nine times out of ten, you need to take that shot. And if you don't take that shot, okay, turn it into a closeout, but you cannot think closeout first. I think he's just so obsessed with getting to the closeout that it's hurting the team because then when he doesn't get the, the optimal look, he's just pitching back out to Brunson. Like, it's a grenade back to Brunson or a grenade back to Randall. And then it's a situation where, like, there are seven seconds in the shot clock, and now you have to try to do something out of nothing. And it's like, you cannot run an offense like that. Your shooter cannot be making, cannot be so timid to make shots. You look at Royce O'Neal, like, he's taking the shot. You look at Utah Watanabe, he's taking the shot. Seth Curry taking the shot. Like, you have the space, you have the clearing. Like, you have a screen, you have open space, and you're a good-ass shooter. You should be taking those shots. But instead, he wants to just keep getting to his closeout, and it's really frustrating for the offense. <sighs> I'm not done. I'm not done. I have more, but we're going to get to it. Yeah, I mean... I'm I'm with you all the way there. I mean, he's he's got to shoot. You're a shooter. That's your role on this team. Like you're three and D. If you're not providing the three, then the defense is useless. Um, and I mean, even then, I mean, I, I'm not gonna I'm not gonna kill him for getting fried by Kyrie in the fourth quarter because like yeah. no matter who was on Kyrie, they were gonna get baked. Um, Maybe you could argue quickly would have done a little bit better, maybe, but like I really didn't think any there was gonna be any difference, honestly. Like when Kyrie has it going like that, the way he he does, then that's just what you're that's just what's gonna happen. Like he's he's going to go off and you know, it didn't help that because my game plan from the jump, I tweeted, I was like, do not let Kyrie go off, just let like no, don't let let no, I said I don't care about Kyrie cooking. Just don't let all the other guys get going. And, they all and the one thing that the Knicks did was let everybody else get going, and then Kyrie cooked this in the fourth. That, that, that's the worst yeah. type of game plan to have coming into a game against a team like this. They don't have, like, all the supporting stars. It's just Kyrie with a bunch of role players. Like, uh, but, yeah. Um, yeah, Grimes, he just has to shoot. Like, that's that's it, like enough like teams have scouted him where that drive and this shit is useless like pack it up you got to add some wrinkles something like but that is not cutting it anymore like it was cute the first like 10 15 games when like it was catching teams off guard but like teams they're like all right come to the paint we're gonna steal that shit nigga like that's it (laughs) (laughs) we're gonna take it yeah man it's just and it needs to it needs to change um we could talk about uh I think we could also talk about like RJ as well. I think RJ had a really strong offensive game defensively. I don't want to talk about it, but um Yeah, it's good to see him scoring the basketball as well as he has been. Uh I think that was his major weakness coming into the league. Um not coming into the league, but coming into the season was his efficiency and 
He took 16 shots. He made nine of them. He took three on um, five threes. He made three of them. Free throw percentage was solid too. Again, I would like to see him take more threes. I would like to see him pass more out of drives. He had it going tonight though, so like you can't really get too mad at it. But I would love to see him, you know, go for instead of five threes, take eight. Even if you go three of eight, that's still 37% from three. So I would have liked to have seen that. I just think this team on a whole just needs variance, man. Like for all the shit we give Fournier and for all the shit we give um, Alec Burks last year, even though he didn't really deserve a lot of it just due to his role, like he needed, like they are missing, like Fournier would go for like six threes, Alec Burks would go for like five threes, multiple games. We've seen it. And they don't have that this year, aside from Randall going up for like five to eight threes. They don't have that guy who's just going to go off. Brunson doesn't take threes. RJ is reluctant to take as many threes as he did in like year two. Remember like year two when he was taking like 11 threes regularly. So he's just not, he's not confident. And it hurts this team's variance. It hurts this team's offense really because they're trading twos for threes. Uh, but yeah, like he had a really strong game. I'm very happy with the result ultimately. 24 points. You can't get mad at it. I would just like to see more defense. But then again, I feel like the entire starting unit didn't really have much defense going for them. So can't knock him too heavily. But yeah, strong game for me. What do you think? Um, yeah. I mean, yeah, I especially like the third quarter. Um, one thing that I've been dying to see since like last year was more RJ Barrett post-ups. It would have been nice to see it more in like a small ball setting because I feel like when he's posting up when like Hartenstein or even Sims are in the paint, I feel like it kind of like it feels kind of useless in a way. Not really, not, well, not useless, but it feels like it, it just makes his job harder because, like, you know, there's going to be another person like lurking over in term instead of like when he was doing it towards last year, he had Obi on the court more with him. Um, and that kind of opened up that that spacing for him. Um, but yeah, I did like seeing the RJ post ups. I thought, you know, he operated with great, great patience on his, on his post ups. And like, even some drives, like that drive really early in the game to, um, to pass to pass to the corner to to Julius, that was you know something that we usually don't see that often from him, and a lot that's what a lot of fans have been asking him to do on his drives more. So you know that was that was good to see as well. Um, but yeah, I thought he he had a pretty strong game as well. Um, I I wish that he got into the game sooner, um, and we could talk about that fourth quarter where the team actually made it really close and really interesting. Um, I mean if. I, I, the reason, the only reason why I tweeted this out is because I know Thibs is not going to go small. So I was like, if you're going to take out, like, if you're going to bring RJ back in, take out Grimes instead of IQ, because IQ is just doing like, yeah, I literally have no, everything out there. I have no ends. idea. No idea why the hell he took out, um, he took out IQ for, like, I think it was RJ? It was RJ. Mm-hmm. Also, that, like, that weird substitution pattern where, like, RJ Barrett is not coming in until, like, two minutes left in the fourth quarter. I don't get that. But I would have just closed with that lineup. RJ Barrett didn't really do anything for you down the stretch. And I was about to say he had a bad game. He just didn't take any shots. And that lineup cut it to three. Like, I would have just kept going. Grimes had hype. Grimes was getting hyped. Um, You know, like, quickly was playing really good defense. Quickly hit two big shots to cut the lead into. I just don't understand 
why to put RJ Barrett back in. Like that just felt like a bit of a reach. And it kind of felt like, well, I need to get RJ Barrett back in. Um I don't understand why Sim why the hell Sims was in the game. Sims did nothing all game. Uh I thought he was all right. I thought the second half he definitely picked it up on the on the rebounding at least. I uh I, just, I mean, defensively, he still isn't like where we want him to be. Yeah. Um, and, and like it's it's it, it, the drop off from Mitch is going to be obviously huge, just because like what Mitch has done cannot be really replicated by anyone on the roster. So. Yeah, and he had five offensive rebounds, but I feel like I didn't feel them. Um, my whole thing is like, Sims is great. He's a third string center. You can't get too mad at him. But the fact that like like. In a situation like that, you need to be able to like honestly. I would have closed like I would have put in RJ. If I'm putting in RJ, I would take it out Sims. Put Randall at the five, RJ at the four, Grimes at the three, have your five best players available to you and a small ball lineup. Because not like Nick Claxton's gonna do anything significant to you anyway. I get he had a lot of points, but like you're not beating Nick Classic with Jericho Sims, you might as well. Yeah, I mean that it, I would have done the same exact thing. It, my only thing is that I know Thibs is never going to go small um, in situations like that, unless like absolutely forced to by like foul trouble and injuries. But yeah, I mean, I would have, I would have definitely gone small with Randall at the five. Um, but it's not going to happen. So yeah, I just. Oh, I was just so frustrated down the stretch of that game because they could have won that game if they just gave an ounce of a shit early and they just weren't yeah. out of a hole. And that's, that kind of seems to be a theme of a lot of the losses where it's just like they dig themselves into a hole, they manage to like get themselves back into it, and then it's too late. And then like they all the energy that they use to get back into it, they end up wasting it trying to protect the lead or get back into it late in the game and it's just it's frustrating yep it is very frustrating um deuce (laughs) that's like that half court shot that was the high of deuce's season and it didn't even count um it was good. Like, the defense wasn't – I mean, like, the defense wasn't impressive, but mainly that's because, like, it was Kyrie Irving. I can't get mad at him not being able to stop Kyrie Irving. But the offense is dreadful. They cannot afford to have somebody who gives that little offensively unless other guys have it going. Uh, I do think you are facing a situation where he needs to be upgraded coming into – after the deadline. I just, yeah, like they, they need to, I, I think Deuce is a good player. I think he will have an arc where he's able to do more. But for this team, and for right now in this rotation, he's lacking. And they cannot, they cannot uh, afford to punt those offensive minutes. Yeah, I mean, Deuce isn't really giving us anything offensively. Like, every time he's open in the corner, I'm like, this is a brick. Let's try to get the offensive rebound, guys. Um, But, yeah, I mean, as soon as this shoots, you might as well just run back on defense, honestly. Like, get a head start because, like, it's off. 
Um, he's not giving you anything offensively. The defense is, you know, it's nice or whatever, but like, what does it really mean in the grand scheme of things if you cannot hit a single shot? Like, the team has to make a trade. Um, I'm not saying go out there and give three first round picks for OG and Nobi, but the team has to do something to bolster the bench. Like, you can't keep sacrificing, like, you can't keep um, punting the bench minutes with, you know, with Deuce McBride out there um, because, you know, when the starters, when, when someone like Julius doesn't have like a 30 point explosion points need to be made about it, need to be made back up somewhere. Um, yeah. and, you know, IQ can, IQ can only do so much and shout out to Hartenstein today, providing a little bit of backup there with the bench. Um, he had a solid stretch, I would say. Um, towards the end of the third quarter and the beginning of the fourth, um, Friday eight points. Um, but but yeah, I mean it's basically IQ by himself out there on the bench. Yeah, all the again once again shout out to Hardenstein. He had a really solid game. Um, I on both a, ends. I I really thought he should probably like if you were going to do this whole play it big, like Hardenstein should have did one of them one of them like twelve twelve minute shifts because Sims just gave you nothing um and yeah like back to the deuce point i just like they they just can't afford it they cannot afford to have such a um a limited a limited player playing those minutes because his offense is non-existent and the shots that he's taking like they're not effective and he's still a developing player but like at this point, you need to be able to sacrifice development because you're in a playoff race. Yeah. I mean, yeah. Um, all right. Let's get to everyone's favorite part of these shows before we head into comments. So definitely shout, um, shout out to everyone that's already in the stream. Shout out to those leaving comments. Definitely leave your thoughts on today's game. Um, any questions you guys might have. Um, yeah. All right. Four NFL teams, two conference championship games, and only a few more shots to win big on the playoffs with DraftKings Sportsbook, an official sports betting partner of the NFL. Counting down to Super Bowl 57, new customers can bet just $5 and get 200 in free bets instantly. Not a new customer. You can feel the conference championship thrills with stepped-up same-game parlays. Take your shot at an even bigger NFL payout and boost your winnings with each leg you add up to 100%. Um... Which which game do you think is going to be the best game between the two games? Uh, I would say that it's probably going to be the AFC Championship. Uh, it's Burrow versus Mahomes. Even Hobble Mahomes is giving you a show. So, two high-powered offenses versus like just I think um, the NFC Championship could be a lot more defensively based. So, I like seeing touchdowns. I don't care about defense. Agree, agree. I mean that I feel like that that Forty Nine is Eagles game is going to be gritty game a gritty game because it's snooze fest <sighs> oh man but yep we will see what happens um download the DraftKings sportsbook app and use code tbpn new customers can bet just five dollars on the conference championships and get 200 in free bets instantly only at DraftKings sportsbook 
with code TBPN. Minimum agent of restrictions apply. See show notes or show description for details. All right, let's get to some comments. Um, so Cactus Shack says, well, this is a new name. Welcome to the stream. The sun will rise in the west and set in the east before the Knicks beat the Nets. Kyrie is inevitable. He owns our poverty fair um franchise wish we had a non-weirdo Kyrie on the Knicks to match <laughs> that would be like the anti-Kyrie um but yeah I mean the Nets beating us is inevitable I said it a every post game leading up to this game I was like that's an auto L like you can that's a scheduled loss and I think it was like Schwinn that said like we can beat them and I was just uh, like yeah I thought so too and uh I, I Yep. Uh, I'm telling uh, y'all that the Nets, they got our number. It don't matter who's on the court. They will always beat our heads in. I have been humbled in the way that I didn't think I was going to be humbled. I mean, last game we played against them, we had Edmund Sumner cooking us. Like, anything is possible when we face the Nets. Like, yeah, but I'm th- anything. I'm thinking, like, you know, the team has found their groove. I'm thinking, you know, Grimes is in the lineup and everything. It don't matter. We could be we could be on our way to, like, 70. We could be on our way to, like, 74 and 8. If we run into the Nets, we get in smoke. I don't care. <laughs> like, that's yeah. just the number they have on us. Yeah. And they, they be taking that game personal as hell, too. For whatever, re- for whatever reason, like, dudes be getting... Like, I know Ben Simmons ain't play, but, like, oh, my God. Not to mention that whole Ben Simmons streak still stands. Like, God, we are – we in hell against that team. It's ridiculous. It is honestly ridiculous. Um, Yeah, I mean, we and, – and, like, literally there's nothing we can do – we could do in that fourth quarter when he had it going. Like, we didn't have anyone that could, like, match him with, like, ISO, like, pull-up threes, fadeaway threes. Like, we had no one that could do all that shit on the court. Like, oh, man. It, it just shows you how, like, even, like, we do have, like, Julius and Brunson playing well. We got, you know, IQ and RJ playing well. Like, even then, we still have a long way to go when it comes to, like, fourth quarter, like, clutch shot making versus, like, the best of the best players in the league like yep that moment truly humbled Knicks fans and probably the Knicks themselves I know Julie's been thinking you know player of the week about to go off crazy like Brent Simmons not playing and then Royce O'Neal gave him business Na- nasty that's a nasty day I mean shit I mean Royce O'Neal you had Seth Curry and no, Joe Russell, Harris. Russell Neal has been ass this year, and somehow decided to turn back the clock. Turn back the clock against us, man. Like Utah Watanabe going off feels like. Oh my! Didn't who feel did, good. Who did go off this game? Like everybody in the team went off. It was like literally as soon as I saw a shot go up by them, I was like, "Yeah, that's cash." Yeah, like that's going in. And you saw it too. You're just like, "Oh my." God. And every time they cut it, every time they cut the lead, it was like, oh, well, they're going to hit another one. Great. Like, everybody went off against us. When's the last time in an NBA game you could say that? Like, everybody went off. Um, I mean, for the Knicks, I would say the last time we could say that was like, you know, them years where we was hitting all them threes on those teams in like the 2012, 2011, 2013 years. Those yeah. type of games. Good old days, good old days. Now we gotta like take a guessing game. We gotta play like Russian roulette of who's gonna be good for the Knicks tonight. 
Um, all right. Let's go. R and R, not R and R, but R R says not entirely upset about this game with the absurd threes that they were making. Dude, you should be even more upset. They couldn't defend the three. Yeah, I mean, you you should be upset at least that like they made it close enough where it reminds you that the first quarter them being so unserious is like what basically held them back. Because like once they got things rolling in that that fourth quarter especially when iq was like making shit happen like everywhere like just reminded you like yeah man if they come out in that first quarter also to go back to the first quarter how does the team have that bad of a first quarter and Thibs still waits eight minutes to put in a sub like his brain is just like is like function to be so static i, let I, don't, them cook. I don't get it it just let them cook like he does not deviate from his rotation patterns you know when you're coming in you know where you're coming out and it's like dude sometimes you just need a jolt like, and this team had no joke. Like, to go that long in that quarter for how the team is playing and not want to inject, like, at least IQ in there for some juice sooner is wild to me. But, like, I should not be surprised because of the coach that we have. Like, Yeah, like, you know IQ is coming with four minutes left in the half. Or in the quarter, you know, Obi Toppin's come in with um like less than a minute left in the quarter. Like, you know, RJ's coming out first, like you know the first sub, you know the second sub, like you know the rotation. I know the rotation. And that should not be the thing. That should not be I at me as a fan should not know the rotation. Yeah. I mean, it just shows how predictable. Um the Knicks are, sadly. Um, all right. Let's see. Ace Bouchard says, ultimately, they just didn't take this game seriously enough to win. Started to carry in the fourth, but it was too late. Yeah, I mean, I would say they started to carry even sooner than that. Um, like, the back half of the third quarter, that's yeah. when they really started to, like, really amp up the pressure on both ends. Um, and, that, and, like, the way that they're playing, like, you just – the way the Nets were making shots, you just can't afford to like be so in serious for that long, because you just know like it's going to be a freaking uphill climb after that. Yeah, it's like you cannot afford to put yourselves in holes that deep, especially when you don't have the shooting to make it work. Like if they had the ability to like win in the shootout, I'd be more confident in them winning that game, but they don't. So that's what makes it even tougher. Yeah. Um, all right. Let's see. Kylo Hendricks says, um, it's just so frustrating that Obi refuses to play Obi more minutes. He can't keep getting away with this. Um, I mean, I tonight, I wouldn't have really, I really wouldn't have been that upset if, like, um, I wasn't really that upset with Obi's minutes. Um, I mean, I get going against, like, I get going small against the Nets. Um, but yeah, I, I, I don't care about all these minutes, dude. I don't care. I'm sorry. Like, even if your idea is like, we should go small, like the small, the four in that lineup should be RJ. Like the, the best small lineup on the team doesn't even have Obi in it. The, I don't like Obi Toppin did nothing. He passed up a wide open three to Deuce McBride. That was the highlight of Obi Toppin's game. He missed, like he missed a bunny, a wide open bunny at that 
when he was streaking down the paint, which also talks to the fact that like he's not as good of a finisher as we think he really should be. He was. A he, did, he should dunk those plays. Like honestly, he should have dunked them. Like he he's could have. Like he's frail. He's brittle. Like he can't go up the way that he should be going up as a six nine two twenty person. But like he doesn't play like he's six nine two twenty. He plays smaller than he actually is. And when he's on the half court, he doesn't really have the strength to like go up and power through and finish over guys. So, yeah, like, I I think the writing's on the wall for Obi at this point, man. Like, he's just not that good. I uh, like maybe he finds it on his next team, but like, his pathway to being a very good rotation player is through his shooting, and his shooting is low volume and inconsistent. So, I mean, I'm not gonna get mad when he's not playing minutes because he didn't deserve minutes tonight. They didn't, he didn't, there was nothing that happened with him on the court that you're like, oh, wow, Obi Toppin needs to play more minutes. And that's the problem. Like, he is a four who doesn't play like a four. And you can say, oh, we'll play Obi at the three, but like, there are better threes on the roster. There are better fours on the roster. And realistically, better threes. I mean, RJ, I take Grimes over, I take Grimes three over Obi. Like, I mean, he's going to keep playing like this. I don't know. Man, stop. I don't care how much Grimes are struggling. Like, I will still take his defense over Obi Toppins, whatever. So, I think that's what's kind of Matt, where I'm like, where is he going to get minutes from unless you're just trying to manufacture minutes for him? Because realistically, unless he has it going, he doesn't really deserve more than, like, 12 minutes a night. Um, But I, I, I do understand um, Kahlo's, um qualms with like an, at least not trying to go small um in versus the nets i mean whatever nick nick claxton they're on sharp those two really aren't moving the needle that much for me um to the point where i'm like scared to put obi in and see what like he can do in like some pick and rolls or whatever but um yeah um Let's see. Yeah, Eric Fernandez says, why won't Thibs go small when the other team is raining threes constantly? This dude will never adjust. No wonder we're like 2 and 15 when trailing at the half. Yeah, I mean, that just shows, you know, not really being able to adjust um, at least quick enough. Um, But yeah, I mean, with the lineups that the Nets had out there, they were able to just, you know, play four out one in and you know just set some screens get got guys and in, in, get guys confused um because i don't think we were switching tonight right we, like, we weren't switching and then like they would just make the extra pass and we're we're over helping on two in the paint yeah and then when they make the extra pass we just have to rotate so fast and they're getting open shots off of it and that's like bond coach circles around tips like circles around. Who Thibs. doesn't coach circles around Thibs? Apparently, Joe Mazzulla. But like, well, this guy loves Jalen Brown so much. So that's why. I know, but like, oh, that, that quote was still wild. But like, <laughs> I love you, Jalen. I believe in you. That's what I tell Jalen Brunson every time he goes to the free throw line. But like, yeah, it was just we overhelp in the paint, over shooter, and then they are essentially rotating to. Like they're rotating two guys and then like they're just passing and making the extra pass and somebody's gonna be open at some point. 
So like it just makes this team's defense much more susceptible to being broken down by. And it's like that should not be the case. This team should not be so easily exploited defensively. And when teams are making threes like that, then like it's a wrap. And that's how you get to 22 threes. Aside from a insane, insane shot making, where we close on open shooters, we're closing out after two rotations. So I mean, we're the Knicks. We should know guys are gonna shoot insane against us. Like that that should not be like the thing is though like, that hasn't been the case on the on like on average the last three years, they've been a really good team at stopping the three, but when they do when they don't stop the three, then like they just look pitiful. Yeah, I mean like but yeah, felt, this felt like the the first Boston game where like they just hit all those threes and we had nothing to stop them because we can't shoot threes at the clip a lot of teams shoot threes at. Because we traded a lot of that three sport shooting for Brunson, which was a good trade, but ultimately they need to recoup some of it back. What I'm saying is get the racist. Uh what? Grayson Allen. It's, it's oh time. It's time, dude. We we need a white shooter. It's time. Only white shooter good in my book is Steve Novak, man. I know, but at least he's not coming out. He's not coming to that door. He isn't, sadly. Steve Novak was definitely not scared to shoot, and he definitely wasn't scared to, you know, he, he wasn't over here doing, you know, drives and dishes. Like he knew what he was supposed to do, and he did it. He knew Just his Steve role. Novak. Facts. He is missed. He, yeah. he 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 was born too early. Should have been born a couple years later. He. Straight up, like, top three white boys in New York City, Eli Manning, Derek Jeter, Steve Novak. That's a fact. Um, Ace Bouchard says, Grimes' defense has fallen off a cliff. He's like he hasn't had a decent defensive game in a while, like not since the DeRozan game winner. Yeah, his defense has fallen off. Um, I won't harp on it too crazy today just because, like, I mean, he did get his eyes fried like by by Kyrie and anyone is but like also I just think that um I just think that no one really had a good defensive game today except for like IQ maybe um and Hartenstein oddly enough yeah um but yeah um but yeah Grimes hasn't really had like you know a really like great defensive game um Maybe it's you know, I don't want to say he's being tasked with too much. Honestly, like, I I take I, I walk that back. Thought he really played well against Donovan Mitchell. He played well against Donovan Mitchell on. Um, yeah, he did. Yeah, he did. I will say that. But like even even before that though, I felt like I felt like there was a while. It's been a while since we could say like you know Grimes, um, like clamped up some dudes. I feel like yeah. I, I mean the Cleveland had- game, we we were able to say you know he did a great job on Garland and um. And 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 Spider, but yeah, yeah, I I get what you're saying though. All right, let's see. Ooh, Eric Fernandez getting to a point that I was gonna say, um, very soon. He says, also, I want IQ starting over Grimes, man. Will Might never happen. Will never happen. Also, I don't think I want it to happen because I don't trust tips to stagger minutes. A lot of people think start having him start IQ would force him to stagger. I agree, but like the problem is like I don't see a point where like IQ, Brunson, and Randall are all gonna be on the bench. Like 
I just, it's less about IQ and more about the fact that like I think Tibbs is so rigid that he might do like an all an all like bench lineup, and I don't want that. Is I mean, that even possible? Because like we played nine guys, so like dude, that wouldn't I, be possible. I don't even know, man. I don't trust Tibbs. <laughs> like he might do something like Deuce, Obi, Grimes, RJ, and then like Hartenstein. Like he might put Deuce the backup point guard. I don't want that. Ooh. I mean, the solution is very clear. You know, he's got to go, but that's not going to happen. So I think it's a very unrealistic, you know, solution to the problem. I think what should probably happen more, more than like bench and grind or like having IQ start over grind should be like, I I think they should just, if they get someone like a Grayson Allen or a Gary Trent Jr., they should cut into Grimes minutes. Maybe, maybe. I mean, you still want the defense on the court. Yeah, but like, like you know, he's not gonna stagger to like. Man, it's so hard with this coach to like really think of like plausible solutions and shit. Because it's like whatever you're thinking of, it's like it can easily like backfire or not like not happen the way you expect it to happen. So. Yeah, I just. I think he like instead of going like thirty eight minutes he played tonight, which is wild. Like I think keeping him around twenty eight to thirty would be really good. Cut. We also might have to think of the idea like he might just be tired. Could be. I mean, he's he's taking on a really hard responsibility of guarding the opposing team's best player or best players, depending on like if they have like like the other day he was guarding Donovan Mitchell and Darius Garland at various points. So it's like he has a very tough task ahead of him um every night um so you know yeah and, think, and with the minutes load it's definitely not helping anything yeah like i think there needs to be somebody to spell him because like Keisha should not be playing as many minutes as he should and that's not because like, he's not talented it's just it's hard for a young player to go into tips minutes like that especially as a starter because you know starters are going to play so many minutes on this team so i would like to see him get down like maybe eight plus minutes a game um if he's gonna play like 38 seeing him at 30 would be better uh if he's gonna play like 36 stay maybe around 28 i would try to do that yeah for sure um it could be it could also play into like his shooting too yeah like i i really the I do think shot. fatigue might have a, a lot to do with like his play his up and down play Again, a trade needs to happen. We gotta get, you know, we gotta dispel some of these guys' minutes. Yeah. Um get me Gary Trent Jr., Grayson Allen, or like Eric Gordon. I, I don't like know I've seen it. folks say like, oh, you know, like the other day when Deuce was being aggressive, they're like, Well, you know, if Deuce is gonna be this aggressive, then you know, let's just keep things rolling. It's like, no, no, it's not gonna happen because like Deuce needs to hit shots first of all. Like, I don't care how aggressive he is, if the shots aren't going in, that's not really helping anyone's minutes load. Or, you know, the team in general. So, um, yeah. yeah, things need to be done. Deuce should not be – I mean, Deuce is the ninth man, but, like, realistically, is he a ninth man? Like, no. No, he's not. So, like, we need to find a way to actually get a ninth man on the court that is capable of, you know, playing. Some people bring up Fournier to me. Some people bring up Reddish to me. It's obvious this team is done with both of those players. So, like, it's time for some fresh faces in the building. Um, and in the rotation in general. So, 
Yeah. Just get me here, Trim Trigger, man. Like... At the right price. I agree. Um... Eric Fernandez coming in hot today. Um, he says, RJ missed Deuce in the corner, but I don't know. Deuce couldn't put it in a hula hoop, let alone a regular one. Yeah. And it, and it, the funny thing is, like, he still hit that half-court shot if it counted. Like, ugh. So that that's that feels like that's the epitome of Deuce's like Nick's tenure so far. It's like the one shot that he hit, it didn't even count. Oh boy. Oh man. Poor Deuce. Poor Deuce. Um, all right. Ace Bouchard says the he he thinks the Knicks don't care in these games I versus the Nets. I I doubt that because like Julius like really takes these games seriously versus the Nets. So like that's that's one person I know for sure cares in these games, and they're on national TV, so you know he definitely cares. Um, and the Knicks they always like they're always in these games with them too. So it's like they didn't care, like. I, I just don't I don't I just it's hard to say that they didn't they don't care in these games versus the Nets. Like I think they do care. Um it's just that the Nets just have our numbers. Sometimes a team just has your number. Um I mean this year we have the Cavs number except for that one game this year. Um and we almost beat them that game too earlier in Cleveland where they hit like 20, 22. 22 threes yeah. or something like that. Um, but yeah, all right, let's see. BN uh, agrees with us earlier saying Grimes should not be playing more than IQ. I definitely agree. Um, yeah, I posted a clip the other day of Zach Lowe giving some praise to Emmanuel quickly. So the IQ, you know, hype is becoming national now. Which we'll take. We'll, we'll take a good, some good IQ loving. Here at the Quicklin, we won. We won. All those jokes about us being the Emmanuel Quickly site, but we and won. The, and the problem is, like now again, to the point where like people are like, "Oh, everybody wants Emmanuel Quickly," but like the trade offers for Emmanuel Quickly be dumb. Maybe like, "Oh, Caruso won a first for Emmanuel." Like Emmanuel Quickly and a first for Caruso. Like. Do, or like, let's trade um quickly for OG and then it'll be like, are you guys, what are you guys on? Like, honestly, the Bucks like the Bucks fan base is like in love with Emmanuel quickly right now. So can you blame them? I can't blame them, but like they're not gonna get him. That trade offer with like Grayson Allen and a second for Cam Reddish and Emmanuel quickly. Uh, <laughs> I mean, I can't, I can't blame him. I, if I, you know, was another fan, if I was a fan of another team, I'd want Emmanuel quickly on my team. I mean, he is a plus-minus god, and he does everything for the Knicks. Like, as soon as he comes into a game, the tides turn for the Knicks immediately. Yeah, like he came in twice for his ships, and the team cut the lead significantly. So, I mean, what more can you say about this guy? You know. I am so glad he's finally, you know, getting that national recognition. Um, and, you know, he's putting it all together, helping the Knicks, you know, win games and shit. 
Um, best is yet to come. I mean, the three is still isn't like he still isn't shooting the three as well as he could. Is that thirty four percent? Almost at thirty five. Like he's basically shooting threes, but all he did last year. Like, and again, it's gonna go up. Like he's probably gonna end the season around like thirty seven percent, which is why. And he's still not even like shooting the the crazy deep threes he used to shoot in his free year. And his free throws have been off. So you know, the best is yet to come. Hopefully, you know. We can, you know, he can bring those back into the arsenal by playoff time, because I feel like that really adds a weapon and stretches the court for the Knicks. Like, I think that's part of also what made that season so good for us is that Emmanuel quickly was able to stretch the floor all the way out to like 30, 30 plus feet out. So like that definitely helped with like spacing and shit. Um, so if he's able to do that again, then that definitely helps the team with space and shit. All right. Um, let's see. Ace Bouchard says Thibs doesn't make adjustments. He's on vacation. In his mind, he's on a bitch sipping. Sip he's on a beach sipping mojitos. <laughs> I, I I could never even imagine Thibs like on a beach doing anything of the sort i, I feel think. like he'd go to like cape cod or something it wouldn't be like a beach like he'd go to like new hampshire he'd be on like a he'd be on like a boat by a dock or some shit no like not fishing. even that like he would just be eating clam chowder out of long john silvers i feel like that's a good tips day oh man um okay so Jordan Bob, he says, we need bench help ASAP because Deuce hasn't been shooting well for about more than a month. But really, the question is, if Nick's got help from the trade deadline, I assume that TD means, would Dibs be able to use it properly? Your guess is as good as mine. I think yeah. we all know the answer to that question. To be determined. Um, <laughs> to be determined, a.k.a., you know, he won't. Like, it'll look good at first. Cause you know that's how things usually do, um, with dibs or like even when you have a big trade. But like, it will quickly turn sour once we realize like, oh, there's so much low hanging fruit that you know dibs is not taking advantage of with wrinkles that he can add to you know this specific unit or this specific playset or you know everything else we always talk about with him. Gotta love it, dude. Just gotta love it. Uh, I think we talk about the Joe Rubb question. Uh, who will be cheaper to acquire, Gary Trent Jr., Grayson Allen, or Malik, more known for sleeping with Scottie Pippen's wife, than as a basketball player, Beasley? Um, I would assume that Malik Beasley is the cheapest to acquire, but I think he's also the worst player. Um, Malik Beasley isn't good. Uh, he's six fours, which means he's pretty short, so he can't really play at the wing. Uh, he's a decent shooter. He puts them up, but like he's not as good of a shooter as you think he would be. I think he's hovering around 35%, 34% right now. I can double check that just to make sure. But and he's also shooting like like he just not. Yeah, okay. He's shooting 36% from three right now. I they basically have him on a diet where like he's taking nothing but threes and he'll maybe take like one or two two point pointers a game. And he's not good enough for two point shots to make it really worth it. Uh I just don't buy him. In that role, I would rather get 
a Gary Trent Jr. I think the team should just get Gary Trent Jr. because they can afford the luxury. They can afford it, and like you give up the Bucks pick or you give up one of the protect of the of the other protected picks, not the Mass pick, because that pick is going to be really solid. But if you could give up, like say, at most the Bucks pick for him, I would do that. Um, I just I I think he fits really well. He lets you play Deuce as well if you really want to. And ultimately, I think that's how they should be operating. Um, Hawkeye 420's answer to Jordan Bubb was they all might be unreasonable offers. Jordan, he gives the Maasai Ainge in a Bucks championship contender as um, his reasoning why. Very solid reasons, especially with Maasai and Ainge, because Maasai apparently wants like five first round draft picks for you know every single player on the team despite them being you know under 500 with you know all this glorious talent that they have Um, ridiculous man like dude who the hell like that whole team is supposed to be so good and yet they're 11th place like all these players worth first round picks and can't even get to 500 wild to me wild to me i I mean i imagine the Knicks players values are you know double that being on a winning team yeah, Julius Randle's flirting with all NBA right now. He should definitely be worth at least like a Gobert package. Yeah, why not? I mean, Bulls want two first round picks for fucking Alex Caruso. <laughs> what has this league turned into? This league's such a joke. Holy shit! Oh my gosh, <laughs> this league is hilarious. That's one thing that you know you can always count on with this this league. Um, so Eric Fernandez, he talks about, I guess, his reasoning for wanting to start IQ. He says, I think starting IQ and then subbing him or Brunson out partway through the first for Grimes would work. Then Brunson slash IQ comes back to start the second and run the bench. I mean, that's the most ideal way of running uh, running that situation. I just don't know if Dibs would do it. Because yeah. Dibs has been the person to not use the most ideal lineups. Yeah, I just I just did not buy him being able to make it work, which is why like I would just like even if it might be detrimental, like I think starting Grimes is probably saving tips from himself. Yeah. That's probably what like the front office instructed. Um, because you know they have made some some orders before. All right. Yeah, with the Sims, with um, the crime starting as well. So they've made some orders, but I wonder how much, like, I don't think they really made, like, rotation minutes orders. So that's going to be a harder sell for me. Um, okay, for 20 says, I've tried to back Obi, but that was rough. At some point, Obi needs to be held responsible for his own opportunity, which sucks because Thibs is a big issue. Bingo. I'm telling you guys, like, at some point, like, I, I truly believe this in the NBA. Like, talent matters. If you're talented, you will figure it out at some point. There's no NBA player who's ever, like, slipped through the cracks and somehow all 30 NBA teams missed out on, like, an all-star. Like, it's never happened. So 
with Obi Toppin, like yes. So you're Obi- saying Alonzo Trier is like not like the man to his promise? I know, right? But like at some point you just like you have to acknowledge the fact like the reason why Obi Toppin isn't worthy of more minutes and it's not getting more minutes and doesn't deserve more minutes realistically is because Obi Toppin is just not that caliber player yet. And when he breaks through, you'll know, but I don't know if he's going to break through. So it's unfortunate, but it's also like a reality of how good, how good he is and how much he benefits this rotation. I still think he's being under underutilized. I agree with that, but I also at the same time, I'm like, I'm like, I don't know how much more you can utilize him because like, he has a specific niche and realistically better teams, better players on the team themselves already can like fit his niche. So. I mean, he's shown shit though. Like, it's not like, like I mean, he showed shit just the last, what was it? The Raptors game. And I know, but like we're talking about flashes for a 25 year old. I'm not gonna. That that's a, that's a reality. I'm not gonna. Uh, I'm not gonna be too harsh on him just yet, especially you know, being that he was also out for like what was it a month or so. So, I'll give him his time, because um, I think his ramp up is obviously different because he's not getting like to show. He's not getting to play as much to ramp up to. So. I'm going to give him his time. Um, we'll see how things look within the next month or two, especially if a trade happens. That can also change the way um, he's utilized again. Um, all right. Let's see. Um, R-, R says, if we get Gary Trent Jr., how would you approach the draft? And how do you how do you think the Knicks would? Uh, I still think they keep both picks, and I still think they go for like a wing and a forward. I think Obi Topping is traded. I think um, they take one of the better wings in the draft, and I think like they might just take a forward. I don't think they go developmental either. I feel like they get guys who just like come in maybe older and can like play immediately if need be. I think they just want to rebuild their depth. The philosophy of this front office has been get upperclassmen who project well, um, shooters, and they don't have – they're kind of missing that, and I feel like this draft has, like, a lot of those types of players, especially in the back half of where they're going to be picking. But yeah, I don't see them going for, like, a trade-up. I don't see them trying to, like, you know – I think they just take the depth. Okay. Um, I am not someone who is fond of any draft prospects or anything like that. I watched like my first college basketball game of the season today, um, and it was a blowout. So, um, yeah, I cannot answer this question. Not worth it. Yeah, it's a very it's a very nasty product to watch. People who watch college basketball like for fun are sick. Besides March Madness. Um. All right. Okay. For twenty says, ask, has Obi ever done any work in the post? Isn't that who he was in college? Um. I don't think so. He did. Um. He did a ton of work in the post. He oh, did, he did. He cannot post up the NBA. He's not strong enough. Mm. Like you watch Obi topping in the post, and it was like he's three years older than dude, and he's playing at a mid major. Like, 
it was never going to work in the NBA because I keep saying this, he doesn't have the ass for the post. Uh, like he just does not have that level of like the center of gravity for the post. He can't back dudes out. Like I saw Prey and Pritchard lock this dude up the post. You're not getting close touches with Obi. I mean, yeah, I mean that's part of the reason why a lot of got people just like use him in pick and rolls, um, because either use the rim gravity or you know just find a way to get him going downhill. That's what a lot of people like have been advocating for for him on the Knicks, um, myself included. Um, the Knicks have mainly used him as you know someone who is a spacer. Um, it has worked sometimes. It has not worked a lot of t- other times. Um, so, yeah, that's where we are right now. Celtics game is so nasty. Um, but, yeah, Knicks next game versus the Lakers, who are currently playing the Celtics. Um, the Lakers have finally gotten healthy. Um, Lonnie Walker and Anthony Davis have returned for them. Um, it's very convenient how, you know, these teams, they always get healthy right before the, they play the Knicks. Hilarious, right? Um, but yeah, we play them next. It's going to be very interesting. You know, LeBron is going for that record. He will not get it versus the Knicks unless he, like, absolutely goes like Wilt Chamberlain on us, scoring, like, I don't know, however many points he needs left. I'm not putting um, it past him. Not putting the past him, dude. Oh, I mean, as a, heading into this game versus the the Celtics today, he needs 158, and he plays the Knicks after the Celtics. He will no, drop. He plays the Nets, and then he plays the um. Then he plays us. Yeah, he's gonna drop 120 just against us, just to break the record, dude. I don't. That man's gonna be chucking his head off. I mean, I also would not put it past, you know, that to happen to us either. It's just, you know, the next thing to do. I mean, look what happened to us today. Have all these guys shooting all these threes, and Kyrie just goes off for like 20 and a quarter. Classic Nick shit. Um, but yeah. Um, we play the we play the Lakers next. Lakers have been a mediocre team um, all year. Um they'll find it against us. Like Anthony Davis gonna start for that game, dude. Like, like literally. <laughs> Like, he's been coming off the bench these last few games. He's going to start against us because they're going to be like, you know, he suddenly feels healthy or whatever. Um, like, yeah, Lonnie Walker's back. I, I think we win that game, but still, like, God, man, it's going to be it's gonna be so annoying to play that game. Well, I don't think we played them fully. Have we played them fully healthy? I'm not sure. No, we did. We played them last year fully healthy. But they both had they had um, LeBron and Anthony Davis. So yeah, that was the game that that was the game that RJ had his um thirty six his signature clutch moments versus the Lakers, the dunk, and then the three. Special. I will moment. say though, like that's probably one of the worst shooting teams in the league against us. So if they go off for like twenty threes, you know why? Well, they definitely will go off for all their threes. I mean, Lonnie Walker will start hitting a bunch of threes. You know. Um, Russ will hit like two just for good measure. I'm telling you. If Russ hits three, at that point, like, I'm I'm over it. You know, Thomas Bryant is going to have like an out of body experience versus us. Jeff was giving him props the other day, so you know he's going to go off against us. 
it's Lakers go off for three, I guess, at this point. Rui is going to go off for, like, 15 off the bench calmly. You know what? I can see that happening regardless. He just won't take any threes doing it. Or he just – it might be all threes. It might just be, like, five threes where he just turns into a sniper versus – well, honestly, um, you know, Knicks versus Lakers. Knicks, I mean, they should win this game. Um. The Lakers aren't a good team, like despite what this star power says. Um, but yeah, I mean, again, it's the Knicks. They're very unpredictable. They just beat the Cavs and the Celtics, and then they shit themselves versus the Nets. So you never know with this Knicks team. You never know. Story. That's the story of this team. Who who shows up? What kind of what version of the Knicks team shows up that day? Um, Hawkeye for twenty asked earlier about um, Obi says if we cut more often, would the offense, let alone Obi, be way more effective? Um, yes, but we have this coach, so we will not cut at all, unless your yep. name is Quentin Grimes. He'll cut some player. He'll cut Obi. We not he not gonna cut, but he'll cut Obi. I feel like if you gave Tibbs like personnel decisions, like he would legitimately cut. <laughs> he would cut a lot of people. He would cut. I think he'd cut. Um, he would be starting rows right now. He'd cut IQ. No, stop. I think he would. He would not cut IQ, man. I think he, he would. Lo- he loves IQ like a son, like a, a legitimate bastard son. No. He loved him so much it took him like almost everyone dying and being like crippled to like start. Hey man, sometimes we need to find our we need to lose our way to find our way home. Nah. He hates him. He'd cut him. He'd cut Cam Reddish for sure. Yeah, I would cut Cam Reddish too. I don't blame him. Oh my god. Don't worry, he'll be a buck next week. A buck. All right. I don't see that happening. I think, I think, I think, I don't know where Cam ends up, honestly. I think, like, at least we know he's getting traded for something. So, like, the chips. I mean, sure, but like, at least we know he's going to get traded. So, it's just a matter of where. <sighs> Anyways, I think we end things off here. Don't really want to talk about this game or this team much more on a weekend. Um, thankfully, there is no game tomorrow before I go to work on Monday, so they can't ruin my the rest of my weekend. Um, but yeah, shout out to everyone that tuned in. Shout out to everyone that left a comment. Um, make sure you guys like, subscribe. We are on our way to 1K subs, so all that you do helps with the YouTube algorithm, getting us out there more. We'll be back on Tuesday, I believe, right? Yeah. Next game? Yeah, Tuesday. Tuesday. So we get a bit of a break these next couple days with the Knicks. Uh, <laughs> but um, yeah, we'll be back on Tuesday after the TNT game. Oh, great. We're on TNT again. We get to hear oh, Charles Barkley boy. and Shaq talk about the Knicks. I fucking hate hearing them talk about the Knicks. Also, I'm pretty sure we get announced. I'll be here about the All Star team uh, Tuesday. Oh, okay. So Julius Randle should be um, being. Uh, we should know. Yeah, February 2nd. So that'll be fun. Maybe Jalen Brunson gets in as well. Maybe. Maybe we get two All-Stars. 
Um, so yeah, shout out to everyone that tuned in. We'll be back on Tuesday. We'll talk about all Knicks related stuff, you know, all-star reserves, um, any other trade rumors that come out because the trade deadline is fastly approaching um as we are quickly heading into February very soon. Um so you know, we'll have all that for you guys on Tuesday night. Hopefully the next win versus the Lakers on TNT. So, you know, Charles and Shaq can like say something positive for once about our players. Um, but yeah, everyone have a great night and enjoy some football tomorrow. Our house is a mess. Come on in. I'm Amber Wallen, internet comedian, plant queen, and host of your new favorite podcast, Fly on the Wild. Okay, that's pretty presumptuous to assume that this is going to be their favorite podcast, by the way. Like, come on, Amber. Anyway, that wasp that you just heard interrupt me is my husband. And co-host, Benjamin Wallen, also a comedian, and I host people at our home. I have a great wine collection in my cellar. Well, you it's mean cellar. the mini fridge. It's a mini fridge. It's a mini yeah. fridge. New episodes of Fly on the Wallen drop every Wednesday. Listen in as we discuss relationships, books, and keeping our sweet baby kid alive while we make laughs on the internet. Subscribe to Fly on the Wallen wherever you get your podcasts.